Okay, we need to turn off these closed captionings because this is going to be the entire podcast. I'm just leaving it on Audacity, so it's not a distraction. <laughs> oh, that's actually not a bad idea. Because we got we got to circle back around to it at some point. Oh, this is too funny to not talk about. It knows uh, the word bunghole. I, I was just about to say, I tried to see where President knew the word bunghole. <laughs> <laughs> a hole in a barrel for pouring liquid. <laughs> Wait, is a bunghole a real thing? Yeah, 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 that's what it is. <laughs> So, you know, in order to kind of maintain uh, consistency uh, with the previous episodes, do you have your drink in front of you? Yeah, but I don't have any cans. It all came in a big cup. Oh, you can't, you can't crack no open pop a cup. No pop-tops, no pop-tops. I'm sorry. I know it's a failure, like, of epic proportions on my part. Uh, I mean, you don't get the same effect with, like, coffee. So, I mean, I should have ordered cans. You know what's, you know what's not a disappointment, though? Ah, there we go. All right, at least one of us is doing it. <laughs> Today is rainbow unicorn flavored bang. And you can really taste the unicorn tears. <laughs> the, your anguish sustains me. <laughs> so do you know what sets this episode apart from every other episode we've done so far? By which I mean the past three and we'll call it 3.5 episodes because we don't know what we're doing with the other recording i i i you know i'm not even gonna pretend uh what this is the first episode where we are officially live already you idiot we were already alive (sighs) (laughs) oh come on sometimes i don't know why i do this with you (laughs) Only sometimes I'm doing a good job. <laughs> yeah, so we've done, you know, uh, episode one is live, and uh, two is fully edited and ready for post. Three, you are in the middle of working on, and like I said, we have 3.5. We don't know what we're doing with that other segment. Uh, yeah. We'll make it like a bonus episode after we've done several of these, because it is, as you said, dark, so we'll, you know, kind of wait for that. But, you know, so we have we, we essentially have three episodes completed. And this is the fourth. This is going to be the official fourth. And this is the first one that we are doing where we are actually live. And I just want, like, I mean, for the longest time, like, this was just, like, us doing this in, like, uh, a bubble. And now it is out in the world. We've had about 40 people listen to this so far. That's pretty good. I mean, considering, I mean, there's, like, 60 people on Earth, right? Yeah, that, that, that's about, like, three-fourths of the population we've... Yeah, we, we got them already. We, they're locked in. <laughs> so, what are your thoughts about, you know, this finally coming to fruition? I mean, it's great and everything. I honestly... I, even 30 people is more than I thought we'd get. <laughs> it's it's 35 more people than you thought we would get. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And like I said, the rest of them were just dark magic. <laughs> By people who listen to it who unalive themselves because they're like, I don't want to be in a world where people like this create such things. I mean, so like, do you have any um, any worries, concerns, fears, hopes, dreams, aspirations? I mean, what, what are your thoughts? Uh, oh, <laughs> come, <man>. I- <laughs> come on, you you 
<laughs> you got to give me something to work with here. I don't put stock in such things. I just sort of see how it goes. Do you put okay? Do you put stock in this? Of course I do. Okay. I have faith in us. I mean, I, I try not to have any sort of real expectations. That way, a you're never disappointed, and anything positive that comes of it is awesome. Hmm. So, so if this never becomes anything far-reaching, expansive, you know, massive. Uh, I think Kajunga is a word. Um, you're still okay with still just doing this and just yeah, sure. having it between you and I? Right. I mean, it's more about fucking around than anything else, really. Did you listen to the first episode in its entirety? Uh, no, I only made it about halfway. I didn't really like the content too much or the host. <laughs> they were very unlikable bastards. I know, right? Like, what do these guys, what are they even doing? No chemistry, no chemistry. It's like they didn't even know each other. That's true. <laughs> so, do you remember what we even spoke about? Uh, for the most part, sure. Do you remember us talking about the horror movies? And, like, when, like, what's a good, like, children's horror movie? Right, yeah. Like, what's, what's a first go? Actually got feedback. Nice. I mean, that's a good place to start. So, someone recommended that a good... Like a child's kind of horror movie, a good place to start would be something like Beetlejuice. That is also a very good jumping off point, yeah. Because it's like, I don't know, I think Beetlejuice is maybe even a tad scarier than Return to Oz. What? Well, I don't agree with that idea. Well, okay, visually. No, no. The the hallway of Princess Mumby's heads in in jars, not 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 jars, but like the little um. Little display cases. Oh like, yeah, on the on the pedestals. I mean, may, okay, so maybe the scene where in Beetlejuice, where the like the parents, oh god, no, no, not the parents, but like where they like like the one dude like stretches his nose all the way out and like puts like thing like his fingers hand through his head. His, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like maybe that. I think that was probably the most unsettling uh, visual. How much you want to bet Alec Baldwin can do that in real life? Alec Baldwin? Wait, who was uh, that? Was it Alec Baldwin? Might have been. I don't know. Are we about to do our first Google of this of like of the damn podcast? Yeah, I think we're there. I think uh, we're there. Uh, holy crap! Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was. It was Alec Baldwin. And there we go. <laughs> okay, so so Not yeah, funny it was. <laughs> so it was. So in the movie, like, God, it's been forever since. That. So Gina Davis and Alec Baldwin were a couple. Yeah, that seems like a very strange match. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, so I think that was probably the most unsettling visual. Like, I still remember that, and I haven't seen Beetlejuice in forever. Yeah, but it does but Return to you. Oz, like that, that's that's never gonna leave my mind. So I, I don't, I, I, I don't think Beetlejuice is scarier. In terms of questionable visuals um, over Return to Oz, and you're basing this decision simply on decapitated heads, the deadly desert. Oh, yeah, the you deadly know, desert. Uh, that was that was horrifying. Oz looked very dystopian, like it, it looked like post-apocalyptic. I mean, that was unsettling. And, and Beetlejuice took place in a house. Cool. I think the environments 
really lent to the uh, to the horror aspect of of Return to Oz over over Beetlejuice. Did you ever see the movie The Interview? Man, you have seen so much more stuff than I have. No, I have not seen The Interview. I mean, I I know the entire premise. <laughs> That's the one with um, God Seth Rogen and who else? James Franco. You're, I, I, we might have to bleep that. I mean, <laughs> we're allowed to say that anymore. <laughs> yeah, we, Which we'll, is have to, we'll have to bleep his name, but you know, Kim Jong Un. We could say that though. We're good. Yeah, we. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, but yeah. James, no, no. <laughs> He's like Voldemort. You're afraid to say it. <laughs> He's just hanging out on college campuses across the country. What Voldemort? Uh, no, no, James Franco. <laughs> I'm not sure what Voldemort, Voldemort just hangs out at one college yeah, right. Voldemort's always hanging around that high school for some reason that's what he all is about those Gryffindor chicks you know? he keeps getting older and they stay the same age so yeah I'm excited about us being alive yeah <laughs> I love this plant. I'm excited to be a part of it. I said that just the other day, actually. I quoted that. Um, God, I was, at, I was actually in the middle of that uh, of that interview with the VP of HR. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, she's like, so you know, here's what we're gonna do. You know, like, uh, you know, I'm gonna talk about this, gonna talk about this, gonna talk about this, and I want to hear about X, Y, Z. She's like, how's that sound? And I'm like, I love this plant. I'm excited to be a part of it. <laughs> It just sounds it just sounds like you're really on board when people don't get the reference. You know? I find myself like I do that so often because of oh god, like it's almost a game, like because of my position. Like, you know right. you know, I'm I'm in human resources, so it's be very stern and very official and blah 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 blah. I always sneak in like movie quotes and Simpsons quotes <laughs> to just about anything I can do. Right. Um there was uh, when I was working at um, this one uh, this one food manufacturing company. Um, there was this uh, like my work wife, um, Alyssa. She's you know so you know, I think I could say her name. Otherwise, I'll just bleep it. Anyway, um, like our movie that we loved was Wayne's World. You know, one and two. Okay, people can hate on two all they want. I think two is it's a great sequel. It's not one. Okay, I think it's on par with the original. I think I think they did a great job. Um, anyway, we can we can definitely go into that in a few seconds. So every uh, every month we would have like an HR monthly recap um, meeting with you know all the different HR managers throughout all the different plants throughout the entire country. Okay. Okay, so it's you know it's like 25, 30 HR managers. Uh, five di- like uh, regional VPs, no, five regional like HR business partners, and like the VP of of HR, and everyone had to give an update, like a recap of what has been going on at your plant, you know, goods, bads, you know, all, all that happy crap, and uh, and Alyssa and I would make it a game, you know, to see like who who could just kind of on the fly wing it, work in a like a Wayne's World or Wayne's World two quote. Every time we had to, like, every time we had to present for our plants. No, I mean, it's like, no, I remember, you know, so it's like every HR manager 
all these like you know senior level like HR uh, leaders and the VP of, of of HR for the entire North American region. So that includes Canada, the states, and Mexico and Central America. So uh, you know, there's a lot of like really high level people here, and we're just making a fucking game out of this. <laughs> okay. So one of the things, uh, the one that stands out the most to me, was um, so the, the the facility I worked in, uh, we made meatballs. And we were working on this new formula and uh, trying to get, like, trying to make, um, rather than, like, you know, big, you know, like, home-style Italian meatballs, like, smaller Swedish meatballs. So when I was reporting to the team, I'm like, yeah, you know, we started making, like, Swedish meatballs. And for those who don't know, you know, like, they're, they're actually, like, you know, like a quarter of the size of, of the, the, the typical product that we've been making. And, uh, and I got to say, like, uh, you know, my, my overall thoughts on this, like, you know, I, I, I like them teeny and toasty. <laughs> <laughs> I like them teeny and toasty. <laughs> and, and, and I don't think anyone knew what the hell we were doing because I was with the company for three years. So we did one of these a month. That's 36 times, 36 quotes. And no one said a thing. <laughs> and, like, we had to do, like, newsletters and stuff. And I would work in, like, all – like, I would work in quotes to that. I would use, like, um, like clip art stuff that I would find from, like, like Zelda video games. Like, I, I just – I just lean in. Have fun, you know? And nobody, nobody <laughs> understood. No. There was one person. The guy on the R&D team – um, he picked up on the Zelda stuff in the newsletter because he came to my office and he's like, he's like, they, these pictures, like these pictures of like the little like cartoon meats. He's like, are, are, he's like, are, are these from Breath of the Wild? I'm like, yes. Like, Holy shit. How did you figure that out? You're promoted. Dude, I love that no one ever knows how old we are. It's great. It's like. Like vampires, you know. They, yeah, but it plays against us, though. You know, we we talk about that. Yeah, sometimes, I mean, dude, like like in the hospital, no one believed I was the age I was, like ever. Like I was questioned more than once. Like, are you using someone else's name or <laughs> what, <laughs> what's going on here? And moisturize like, often. <laughs> Rinse and repeat. Yeah. I was so like, I, I guess you know, it's a clean lifestyle. Heavy drinking. (laughs) (laughs) Massive amounts of injectable drugs. (laughs) And just living in LA with all the smog. Clean clean living. It's poor air quality, you know. I love how LA is known for those like upscale kind of like, you know, you know, everything is about health and wellness and beauty in LA, but the air quality is such garbage that yeah, I right. feel like internally it just negates all the external efforts that these people people are just pouring in to make themselves look young. It's like, yeah, like you can look young, but you're but you have like the lungs of a 90-year-old because you're living in this smog-infested hellhole. You know what I found? You can tell like Okay, because, you know, you're running into lots of people with plastic surgery and stuff out there. You can always tell by looking at their hands how old they are. Mm, yeah, that's a good giveaway. Yeah. They have, like, that like that weird, like, like the like the tendons and stuff from, like, their fingers are, like, more prominent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Like, you know, bitch looks like she's 30 and, you know, she has hands like an 80-year-old witch. It's over 90 degrees. Why are all these women wearing gloves? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> uh. Uh, so yeah, yeah, Wayne's World Two is a great movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I mean, I, <laughs> I think it's up there with some of the best sequels. Oh, definitely. I mean, like we're not going to talk about Terminator Two because that's been done to death. Like yeah, yeah. that is like the pinnacle sequel of sequels, and here we are talking about it. Uh, yeah. Well, here I am. I'm talking about it. In many ways, better than the original. <laughs> I can't talk. I have a headache. Here, take two of these. New print. <laughs> Little. Yellow. Different. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about Ghostbusters 2? Not on par with the original. Good, but... Meh. Well, I mean, okay, okay, but... I mean, but it was yeah, still enjoyable in its own way. Yeah, 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 but not... I don't know. Ghostbusters 1 had so much more to offer. Like, I... I Beyond digging in the street, what other uh, quotable notables are there? Everything you're doing is bad. I want you to be aware of that. Why am I dripping with, with goo? goo. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I take it back. I use that a lot. <laughs> Which oh, you fell for it. You fell for anything. it. The old hand-eaten toaster. <laughs> See, like, like Ghostbusters okay, 2, it, it, has, it, it definitely has its quotables. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine, fine. It's cutting fine now. Ghostbusters 2, yes, it's not the original, but, you know, it's not without its own merits. What do you think of, uh, of, of Afterlife? I liked it. I did. I, I mean, I'm curious about where they're going to go with it from there, if they go anywhere with it. Oh, they have to. Hold on. Okay, so now we are going to likely go into a little bit of spoilers about Afterlife. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, kill yourself. (laughs) 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 Or just watch the movie, one of the two. (laughs) Damon on Podcast does not promote or endorse the decisions to unalive yourself. I don't know why. I don't know. I say that quite a bit. I don't know why. I think I'm Slenderman or something. <laughs> kill, kill yourselves. <laughs> Could never understand why Slenderman was so scary. Um, yeah, dude, he's just a tall guy in a suit with no face. Yeah, he looked like. Um, God, I'm drawing a blank. He looked like those uh, those villains from the from like the the Matt Smith series of Doctor Who, where like you forget after you look away from them that you forget that they're there. Oh, yeah. You still gotta watch I know what you're talking about, but I don't really follow Doctor Who. Gotta watch Doctor Who. So, so, so Ghostbusters Afterlife. Okay, we're, you know, go back to that. Right, right. So, so you don't know where they're gonna go with the series? I mean, they have to go somewhere with it, because, like, it did really well in the box office. It did really well with sales. Um, I mean, you know, merchandising. Toys. People love toys. Kids love toys. Adults merchandising. Love toys. Merchandising. <laughs> Put the picture's name on everything. <laughs> so, that and the ending credit sequence with Winston. I don't remember the ending credit sequence. No? No. What was it? Uh, it was Winston. I guess I, he was in the original building. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do kind of recall. Yeah, and I guess like he purchased it or something. It, more there's going to be more Ghostbusters, and I I liked how they did Afterlife. It was definitely interesting. It doesn't follow like 
the standard sort of movie that, you know, Americans are used to. You know, it's like start, middle, and, you know, everything follows that certain flow. Ghostbusters was kind of, I don't know, it sort of followed its own line. I mean, it eventually drew to its logical conclusion, but did it in a different way than most movies. I mean, what are your thoughts about how they how like Egon became like a recluse in order to focus on the the pit where Gozer was coming from? Ah, sometimes you got to make sacrifices, you know what I mean? Take one for the team. I really do like how they um how they brought him back for a little bit. I thought that was really good. I thought that was very well done. Yeah. Made me a little misty, I'm not going to lie. Oh god, yeah. Yeah, I, I I was absolutely just a well of tears watching that. You know, seeing, like, the Ghostbusters reunited, you know, even though, you know, he wasn't really there. But it was, it was, it was, it was tasteful, you know, like, not talking at all. Everything just conveyed through, like, body language and looks. Yeah, uh, that, yeah. That, that really, that really, really hit hard. I think it hit harder that way. Like, if he would have said yeah. something or tried to, like... I don't know if they try to like CG a voice. Like I, I don't think, I don't think it would have played as well. There was there was um, another movie where uh, one guy did that really really well. I think it was Aloha, uh, and, and it had like George Clooney. Uh, was that I the one with that, Emma Stone? I'm not sure if it was Emma Stone or not, um, but I think I think the guy was Jim from The Office. He didn't talk like the whole movie. Everything was just expression and you know gestures and body language like you said but it was like across the spectrum and he did it perfectly you said the movie was aloha i think that's what it was called yeah huh let's see here because i i know Tang was in it for sure oh this was the one where emma stone was supposed to be like half japanese or something yeah th- this movie got a lot of shit for that are you sure this is it? Who's in it? Bradley Cooper, Rachel, uh, Rachel McAdams, oh, Emma Bradley Stone. Cooper, Holy crap, Alec Baldwin. There he is again. <laughs> We've come full circle. Uh, Bill Murray. Holy crap, Ghostbusters. Oh, my God. Um, and uh, John Krasinski is the dude from The Office. And he's in so, there, too? Yeah. So this has okay, to be so it, that, that's definitely it. I was wrong about the Tang part. I, I must have been thinking of Bradley Cooper. <laughs> the Tang. You don't remember that from American Dad? We're Clooney's boys. <laughs> they all called him Clooney-tang. <laughs> I haven't watched... No, I, I I haven't watched American Dad in a long, long time. Even though I know that it's the superior one. show between that and um, Family Guy. I haven't watched it in a while. You're going to take a lot of heat for that. <laughs> oh, well, you know, again, like we said at the very beginning of episode one, people can yell all they want. We can hear them. You're going to have like six people. <laughs> I was literally about to say something, but my mind went completely elsewhere. What the hell was I about to say? That's okay. Mine does that all the time. You say, you know, it's just, you're on this little holiday in Fuckupville, but I live here permanently. <laughs> Shit, what the hell is that from? Oh, God, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Duh, duh. <laughs> Duh. Oh my god. <laughs> so for anyone listening, the movie is uh, Dead Men on Campus. Uh, 
which is where the name of the podcast came from. So it's only natural that you forget. I cannot believe. My God. Oh man! See you. See you guys back at the mill. <laughs> the mill factory thing. You know what I love about that movie? So few yeah, people really? know about it. That's true, man. Like, I don't think I've ever come across anyone. I don't know. I take like some some kind of um, some kind of joy in being a hipster in such a way. <laughs> hipster doofus. <laughs> when was the last time you've seen that movie? Oh, geez, probably about I guess a year ago, maybe. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just I start to say like fifteen years or something. It's like oh oh wow oh man uh, a year ago. Time passes differently for me. A year for me is like thirty for everyone else. So. What, do you age like a dog? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because if one year for you is like 30 for other people, it's the other way around. So you, right, yeah, you age, you, so you age like, you're, you're, you're like, you're like Elvin, I guess, in that <laughs> sense. We are like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> we fully shave, like, you know, no one takes us seriously. It's like, oh, look at you, little boy. Would you like to buy a, a lottery ticket? You want to buy a scratchy? Yeah, do an unclean shave, and I can't even buy cigarettes. I used to try to buy them just to see if I got carded. That's good. You shouldn't be buying them anyway. No, no, no. I wouldn't smoke them. It's just you know, even before, <laughs> just, I, before I, I just, I just felt like wasting some money. <laughs> I just, I would just randomly try to buy cigarettes to see what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people just don't even care about those laws anymore. You know. So I'm gonna say this, but I feel like it's gonna be tipping the hand a little bit. Um, I watched the video. It was like an undercover thing where this um, this 16-year-old went to buy beer. And obviously they're like, uh, <laughs> no. He went to buy cigarettes and they're like, uh, no. Like the kid was obviously very clearly underage. Right. Um, and then he went to a gun show, walked away with a rifle. There you go. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Gives you hope, doesn't it? <laughs> it gives me hope for the for the sense that maybe I can get dual citizenship in another country. Where things make sense. Where would you want to have dual citizenship if you could pick any country? Can I do America twice? I mean, if you have a death wish, sure. <laughs> not that I, you know, not that I'm, you know, I'm not gonna finish that thought. But uh, I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, well, that's why I asked it. Huh. You know what? Japan would be fun. That would be a good place. Mm. Like, a lot of people pick, um, like, they, they, they pick countries based on the power of the passport that you get from the country. No, I dig it. I dig it. Because uh, I, I have a friend, um, I mentioned her yesterday. There's a one that uh, that's from Turkey. Right. Like, she lives, like, you know, she, uh, she transferred over. Uh, she came to the States. <laughs> Seven or so years ago, for uh, for college, she stuck around for her master's. Um, you know, super super smart uh, smart girl. Um, like molecular biology or something. I don't know. Like intelligent ways that I can never conceive. Um, and she is going for her citizenship. And I just you know, I, have, I have no idea why she wants to be a citizen. Um, but her her answer is because of the passport, because of all the places that you can go with an American passport. 
Like, no one asks you questions. You know, you're not going to get pulled out of the line and, uh, you know, you know, poked and prodded. You know, so, so that's why she's sticking around for, uh, for you know, to, to get citizenship for that passport. I would imagine very much the same uh, for, for Japan. I, I, I would imagine the Japanese passport is pretty powerful as well. Yeah, I mean, plus three obviously, obviously not up to the statues of America. America! America! <laughs> <laughs> Did you just scream America? <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. Oh, my uh, God. The other guys. The, the other, other guys? Yeah. Oh, such an incredible like, movie. Put your foot down. America! <laughs> why did they jump there wasn't even an awning in their direction I would want a passport for uh, Czech Republic why Prague is the city that I want to die in for one Um, we need to do like a trip man like I need to take you to Prague (laughs) Prague. Um, dude like it, it is Full of mystery and intrigue. <laughs> so first off, like aside from the fact that Prague is, you know, and I will, I will die on this hill. It is the most gorgeous city I've ever been to, and there are say one of the most gorgeous cities in the world. And you live in New Jersey, so that says something. It's the Garden State, my friend. It's the home yeah. of Bruce Springsteen, and it's also, it's also America's official joke state. I thought. I thought oh, it's also home of the Adams family. I thought Florida was. No, no, no. It's just America's wang. That's a different story. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, so Czech Republic because Prague is beautiful, the country's gorgeous, and the dollar has a very high buying value. Ah, okay. In in Prague, like when I um, when I went, like you can, like when I went with A, like we would get a full three course meal, like traditional Czech dumplings and goulash. Really nice desserts and like um, two like massive I don't know jugs almost of um, Pilsner Kell, which is like the beer of Czech Republic, and I think total was like sixteen bucks. Wow, really? Yeah. <laughs> For forty American or sixteen American dollars buys you forty dried fruit units. <laughs> Czech Republic, not Yugoslavia. <laughs> So, but yeah, that, that's why I would want a, um, a Czech passport, just because, you know, you'd be able to retire uh, in, uh, in Czech Republic and have a very, very uh, nice kind of standard of living. So, I mean, I know, I know that I just, like, threw it at you, you know, like that, that, that question, but, like, you know, you said Japan. Why Japan? Why not? Good answer. <laughs> because why not? <laughs> I'm over here giving you like, oh, like the architecture is gorgeous, the city and country are beautiful, buying power of the dollar is strong. You're just like, hmm, sounds cool. <laughs> Japan. <laughs> Japan. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just one of those things, you know. It's just, I love Japanese culture and stuff like that. Have you? But you've never been to Japan, though, have you? No, no, no. Not officially. So. Wait. Uh... wait, wait <laughs> I was on a really hard trip, and I like, I thought I was there. Remember when I woke up? I was convinced I was in Florida for the longest time. <laughs> I don't know why, but I was convinced. You really were. Like, you thought Dad was like scheming and plotting against you. 
He did mur- hospital murder me, to be fair. <laughs> you thought Dad was trying to murder you. Did I? Yes. But he did hospital murder me. That part was true. No, no, no he didn't. Yeah, he did. He signed his papers full flood. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. And you know why? Because I was going to die anyway. You You had no liver... Right. You had no, like, you were denied being on the program, like, twice, right. and you were unconscious for a month. Okay, everyone told me it was a week, okay? I wondered why I lost <laughs> so much weight. It was like, not a week. <laughs> it was so not a week. There was so much time that passed from when you went in to when you woke up. It was, it, it had to, like, it was, it was a month easy. Yeah, I mean, I hear that now, but everyone told me in, like, a hospital, they're like, ah, it was only, like, a week, you know? So it was like, yeah. did you, why do I 110 pounds? I didn't lose that much weight in a week. Like, <laughs> Did you question why you went to one hospital and then woke up in another one? No, nah, it's not the first time that's happened, so not really. <sighs> <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't think you are. Would you be shocked? I mean, seriously. No. No, I would not be shocked. That that would be the least shocking piece of news that I had received for a very long time. I gotta gotta close this tab. I still have have Aloha open. I just have, like, Bradley Cooper looking up at me, and, you know, he's too dreamy. I can't focus. I know, I know. I can hear in your voice that you're getting lost in his eyes. He's a stunning man. So um, I was having a conversation with A the other day, and one of the things that she um, she said to me, it was just it, it was like it was said in like such like a matter of fact way about how she picks her snacks based on texture, and she's like, yeah, like sometimes I just pick things based on texture, and I'm like, you do what? She's like, you've never done this before. I'm like, no, I don't. That, that that's never even crossed my mind. Texture is important to me though, man. Like that's why I can't eat bananas. Really? Well, that and the obvious reason. <laughs> so, so you pick. I'm not even gonna engage with that. Um, so, <laughs> so you pick you pick snacks based on texture. Well, various things. I mean, it depends on what I'm in the mood for. You know, like if I know I'm in the mood for something, let's say sweet. Okay. You know, it comes down to different things. You know, there's different uh, other little variables that then come into play after the fact before I actually choose something. Sure. I mean, unless there's like, this is what's there and that's it. Okay, so so uh, this conversation happened a while back ago, so I'm trying to really recall like the, the details. But so so you do take into account the texture of the food that you're about that that, that you are like craving. Dude, there's foods that I love the taste, but the texture, it, like, nah, 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 no thank you. And it ruins the whole thing for me, sure. This is, like, what? Yeah, definitely. I keep coming back to bananas for that reason. Like, I love bananas, but I can't eat them. Texture. I don't know, I just don't like, oh, God, I know somebody's going to use this for something, but I just don't like the way they feel in my mouth. Totally using that as a clip. <laughs> <laughs> and edit point right there. <laughs> it's my new ringtone. <laughs> I don't like the way they feel my mouth. I don't like the way they feel my mouth. 
Oh, Mike's calling. Because, <laughs> <laughs> oh like, she's, she said that, and, I, and that just blew my mind, because the idea of texture being a thought into how you pick your snackies, like, that just, it's never crossed my mind, ever. Like, I focus on, do I want sweet? Do I want savory? Do I want salty? I was trying to avoid the salty word, but somehow I still got caught up in all this. <laughs> Wait, what? I was trying to avoid the word salty. Wait, why? <laughs> Sal- salties are a type of snack. No, no, but like, if you don't like the way a uh, you know, certain texture feels in your mouth, the salty texture is something else entirely. So... <laughs> Why? Because it's like, because it's gritty? Okay, we're talking about two different things. But, we clearly right. are. I don't even <laughs> want to know what you're talking about. Because I'm thinking of pretzels. Uh-huh. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so how about those Yankees? <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, so... Do you actually pick foods based on texture? That That's wild to me. Not all the time, but once in a while. Sure. That's not uncommon. For me, anyway. But, but what you're saying, like, what I'm saying is, like, it, it crosses your mind to do this. So, like, what... Yeah. what okay, so, so aside from bananas, which we've already covered, like, what other snacks, like, do you like, but the texture is just... Ugh. Really, the only one that stands out is bananas, unfortunately. I wish there was somewhere else I could go with that, but really, that's it. As far as texture goes, that I can think of off the top of my head. I mean, I'm sure there's more. I mean, I was up there with like I I was at your point before with uh, with bananas, like the 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 texture, like the sliminess, like was not a fan of that. But then there was that time that I donated my body to science, and like right. they like you had to eat bananas as part of like the scheduled diet. And uh, was the know, program like based around making the body banana flavored? In case you've ever eaten. <laughs> what was what was I doing this for? I, I got I got I don't know I I was like I got locked up in this building for I think it was like a week. I made like forty five hundred bucks. Okay. They monitored like your sleep schedules. You had to like yeah no no I'm sorry you had to have your blood taken three different times a day. Like they would wake you up in the morning to take your blood. But like aside from like that monitoring like your sleep and your diet. You just kind of, like, hung out, played video games, watched TV. So how did bananas play into this? Because everything had to be controlled for. Because they had had to remove, like, all possible variables because they were trying to test a new flu vaccine. So in order to make sure that it's like, oh, well, this person is responding to XYZ because... You know, oh, they ate something different than the rest of the group. So they had to control every aspect well, of the control. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah, sure. exactly. Um, so part of the, part of the control was diet, and you had to eat at least a little bit of everything, unless you had like some sort of like deathly allergic reaction. But if you had some sort of allergic reaction, they likely wouldn't take you for this anyway. Right. Are, you know what I found out? Speaking of allergic reactions, I don't mean to. No, 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 no. What's up? It's your podcast too. Are you allergic to anything? Am I allergic to anything? Yeah. Um, sometimes with certain types of peanut butter, the top of the roof of my mouth sometimes etches. For me, okay, there's nothing. 
like they asked me at the doctor the other day, and I thought about it for like fucking two minutes, even after saying no, and she was like kind of taken back by that answer. So I thought about it, and really, there's nothing. I mean, it's not uncommon. She was kind of cunty about it. She was like, <laughs> "Well, aren't you lucky?" I think we're gonna bleep that. I mean, you could say that word if you're like from the UK or Australia, but um, we're not, so I don't think we can use the C word. She was a wee bit of a cunt. <laughs> I think if you say it in that accent, I think it's just more offensive. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think there's any way to downplay it. But yeah, dude, it was strange. She was she was almost like mildly offended by the idea that I was in a lord anyway. She was, was really she was bizarre. jealous. She's like, oh, this son of a bitch, he can eat anything he wants. No, she's like, what about medications? I'm like, nah. She's like, she kept asking me other things. Uh, nah, no, no, uh. Uh-uh. So yeah, I mean it's weird. Well, I, guess, I guess she was trying to just name some of the things that maybe you wouldn't have thought of. Yeah, that yeah. Because yeah. most people like if you ask, oh, are you allergic to anything? Odds are people immediately go to foods. Like yeah, most people yeah, don't think yeah, about that's medications. That's first for sure. Yeah. Okay, so back to your experiment. Did you like you knew about this that I did this right? No, not at all. Really? Yeah, you never told me. I, I don't even think this was. During our uh, hiatus. <laughs> Maybe you just didn't want to talk about it. You know, who knows? Um, I don't even know how I found this. Shit. Like, I took vacation time from work, so I got paid for that still. And then I made an additional, like, 4500 bucks doing it. And, uh, yeah, I, I thought about doing it again, but some of the people I met there were... Um... Not quite right in the brain. That's that's being being generous. Um, it was a certain type of breed of people. Well, you can't uh, like hang there out some, with lab rats and expect them not to be. Yeah, like off. there were some people there that like knew each other because they had done it so many times. They were like lifers. Some people just do that as a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, Barney Gumble, you know, he had all those years on his chest. Yeah, cheaper than monkeys. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, like you know, it was a, it was a interesting, interesting. Trying to teach myself that those G's still uh, experience, and I don't know. I think everyone should try it at least once. You know, like I literally got to hang around, get paid, watch TV, and play Nintendo DS because that's how long ago it was. Like the original DS was out. Gives you like a bit of a timeline there. I got like I, I specifically remember playing Mario Kart on the DS. Did I tell you, uh, I turned one of those, what was that, what was that Game Boy thing that was like 3D, it was like a red thing that you looked into? You are drawing a blank on the name Virtual Boy? That's the one, yeah. I turned one of those into a microscope once. Really? Yeah, it was a digital microscope. I would not let you go anywhere near mine. Well, it was already broken, I bought it broken. Well, why didn't you just repair it? You know, the thought never occurred to me. <laughs> Those things sell for a decent amount too, like fully working units. Yeah, this one I think I paid like thirty bucks for it. It wasn't that expensive. The idea, you know, why it never occurred to me because the idea from the get was to make it into a microscope. Oh, okay. Why? See if I could. 
I mean, what was it for like a project? Was it for like a, like a movie prop or something? Like, I just like all the you... stuff in my little office lab workspace to be, you know, confusing. It's like, where's your microscope? Oh, it's that Game Boy system over there. <laughs> I mean, the Virtual Boy was, was um, it was supposed to be the predecessor for the Game Boy, but then, you know, we all know how that turned out. It has, like, a very strange cult following, though. Like, the, uh, the, the homebrew scene for the Virtual Boy is pretty strong. Mine's still, you know, fully working unit, you know? You just plug it in, and, uh, and you can, you know, blow out your retinas if you decide that you want to. Thank God for that, right? It's a good talking piece. It's a good. It's it's a it's a showpiece bong, man. <laughs> so like recreational pot is now legal in Jersey as of I think like uh, April tw April twenty first. I think they did that on purpose so it wasn't four twenty. Oh yeah, okay, I got gotcha. you. Although that would have been great if I if I if I were in charge of that decision, I would have waited the nineteen days. No, it was the 21st they made it legal as opposed to the 20th. Oh, oh, okay. I still would have done it a day earlier. I mean, but I get what you're saying. It was definitely done intentionally, so it wasn't. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. It was never, it never should have been illegal in the first place. No, it shouldn't have. And then move on to bigger fish, like legalized cocaine. I think Canada just did that. Seriously? Well, not, not legalize it, but, uh, well, I mean, this. When you decriminalize something, does it make it legal? Um, in a sense, sure. I mean, I, I, guess. Mean, I, I don't get why they don't just let that go here with all these things, because you create all these criminal enterprises by making this stuff illegal. So, I mean, like weed, legalizing it the way they did, I'm sure it devastated, you know, certain markets in New Jersey. But no, they, um, yeah, I think I was reading, I was reading something about that. Like Canada, um, either like, like they made it legal, they decriminalized that, however you want to phrase it, but they did it with like certain, uh, types of like hard drugs. Right. Uh, and I think the, the, the push now is rather than punish people who use it, put them in like rehab programs. Well, okay. That's, that's the way to go because, okay, they, they, it, it, they're such strict uh, you know, rules about it here just to keep people in prison because they're privately owned at most of them, you know, and they get paid per prisoner. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. They make a profit off of keeping people in jail. So, you know, why not just stick it to people who are just addicted? Because, you know, most people don't understand what that means. Like like me. You know, I was addicted to... I, I, I know I've said this to you before. Like, you can look up what addiction means, but you don't know what it is until you actually go through it. You know, these people are like, oh, they're just drug addict, loser, junkies. You know, put them all in jail. But that's, you know, mo I mean, okay, mo to be fair, most people don't want to quit. But if you want to quit and you can't, you're stuck. Because even, even going and trying to get help in some cases can just get you thrown in jail. So... So, so, so it, it, it puts these people in a bind where they're just stuck in this... this sort of never-ending, yeah. Luke. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm all on board for you know decriminalizing it. Because these people are sick. They, they, you know, they're not all criminals. I mean, it forces them to do criminal activity. Of course, because you feel like you're gonna die when you're withdrawing. Like you literally feel like you're going to die. So if it comes down to that, or 
doing something bad, you're going to do something bad. You're going to mm. lose all your copper piping. Like, that's just going to happen. Uh, I mean, that's not fair to all parties involved. Okay, so devil's advocate here, okay? Or at least I don't, I don't even know what I'm trying to do here. I love that game. You ever play it? It's a great pinball machine. Great pinball machine. Anyway, go ahead. If they decriminalize and these enterprises, you know, collapse, you're going to find, like, there's still going to be all these people who now, okay, so, so, so decriminalizing it is not giving it, like, federal or, like, even, like, statewide ability to produce and distribute the way that it no. is for pot no. in some places. So even if you decriminalize it, you're still going to have that criminal these, element. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's still going to be these people who, who make it, manufacture it, and lace it with I all mean, kinds of crazy, crazy shit. Um, I mean, it's still that way with weed in those places, you know? I mean, but it, the market would really fell out. Like, once it becomes legal, it goes down to, like, next to nothing. So it's, it's not about phasing it out completely, more like just chipping away at it. But there would have to be some sort of, like, national push um, to offer, like, free, just, like, rehab programs, like, coast to coast. I mean, some places do that now. Like, I, I forget where, but I remember seeing this thing a while back. Like, you could literally just walk into any police station, tell them you're, you know, an addict, and instead of arresting you or, you know, doing whatever it is they do, they'll actually help you. I forget where that was, but that was a fact. Huh. Never heard about that. Yeah. That's pretty progressive. Yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, and I'm sure it, you know, actually brought people in. Because, you know, if you can actually do that, like I said, a lot of people want to quit, but they're stuck. So, having something like that is the perfect starting point for, for anyone that wants to actually stop. Hmm. Can I ask you a question? Huh. Like, you've been on this side of things, okay? Like, we've touched on it a couple times throughout the different right. episodes. Why don't you do something with this experience? Well, she who shall not be named and I were actually going to write a book about it. And that never happened for obvious reasons. Well, why don't you do something on your own? Start, like, a foundation. Start, like, a non-profit. Join up with a current non-profit. Like, you know, like, you've, you've got... You've Real world experience, you, let's just yes, say it. Yeah, like you have like very useful experiences uh, from, from coming from that side of things and being clean now. Like that's like, I mean, yes, you know, like your story is just like, oh, well, you know, like you just decided to stop, which I still find absolutely insane. Um, yeah, a lot of but people like, do. Like, but your proof that there's another side to this, that, yeah, you, there's there, something, that you can get on yeah, the other end of it. Yeah, when you come out of it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so why, uh, why don't you do something? You know, that's a good question. And I honestly don't have an answer for it. I mean, they, they keep asking me to be a counselor, and I'm like, uh, like, even when I go to the hospitals and stuff, every time I go, it's like, you know, you're like sort of a success story for all of this stuff. And, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're, they give me that same sort of question every time I go. It's like, why don't you do something with it? And I, I don't know why I haven't yet. I kind of feel like maybe I'm not done or at the point where I should be, you know, dishing out advice to anyone. So, I, I don't know. Maybe it's something I'll do in the future, but I, I don't know. I just feel like it's still, I don't know, maybe too soon or something. I don't know. I just don't feel like I'm ready to do that kind of thing. Plus, hmm. I've never been one to tell people how to live, you 
know, it's like, who am I to dish out advice? Really? You're you're a person that's seen some dark recesses of, of humanity and addiction, and you've come out the other end alive and able to talk about it. I have to take this to a joke spot, okay, because... <laughs> <laughs> are, are we getting too dark? Are we getting too serious now? No, no, not at all. It just reminded me of something from the last hospital visit. Because, you know, I, I'm honest with those people about everything, you know? And <laughs> some of the stuff I, I won't even talk about for real, you know? Like, really horrible shit. Like, violence, you know, horrible things I've done, experienced, that kind of thing. <laughs> and, you know, she's like, the one, the one doctor, she's like, do you have any kind of post-traumatic stress many of these experiences even just being in the hospital after after thinking you were going to die do you have any kind of post-traumatic stress from any of that she's like would you like to talk to somebody i was like well there is one thing and she's like what's that i was like well this happened about a month ago i was uh laying in bed with my girlfriend and uh she was curled up and i was like laying below her you kind of using her ass as a pillow and we were watching a movie and just, I mean, out of nowhere, she just farted on me. <laughs> no one else ever, she just farted on me. And she's like, that causes you stress? It's like, it wouldn't cause you stress if someone farted on you. <laughs> she's like, out of every horrible thing you've experienced, someone farting on you. <laughs> it's the worst thing. <laughs> Like, yep. <laughs> oh my god, Mike. So we're we're talking about giving back and doing something useful with the experiences, the negative experiences, turning them positive, and you're like, I gotta tell you a story about the time I told a nurse that my girlfriend farted on me. That's <laughs> that's the story you're telling me right now. Like, the last hit out of nowhere. It was like 2.15 a.m. It was, you know, a nice night and everything. And just out of nowhere, man. It's because she is comfortable around you. A little too comfortable. <laughs> she was so comfortable, she expressed her bowels. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess if you put it like that, it was an expression of love. Noxious, noxious love. Having such a good conversation, too. <laughs> All right, back to it. Really going somewhere with this and something positive and just like. I really dragged the story out when I described it, though. So they really thought it was something serious. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely dragged it out in, on the podcast, too, my friend. And, and I assure you, me and anyone listening knew that nothing useful was coming. <laughs> If we did something useful, we're not doing our jobs. <laughs> we were very clear. Nothing useful will come of this. We deliver what we promise. <laughs> nothing more, nothing less. Well, we're professional time killers. That's what we are. <laughs> so this is this is how you decide to give back to the community. This is it right here, baby. <laughs> I think it's, I feel like that'd probably be a good place to end this. Oh God, I know somebody's going to use this for something, but I just don't like the way they feel in my mouth. 
totally use him as a clip. <laughs> <laughs>